Hello, Ben here from Supercoach Insider, bringing you my team into round 21. Thank you for joining us on this journey. I do apologize. You might have noticed this week there hasn't been a stream. There hasn't been a little shit talk stream pod with Swizz and Chris and myself. Uh, so I do apologize for that. Um, basically, real big reasoning. It's not the fact that Swizz was absolutely shit-faced that night, but... Um, my partner had COVID Sunday, so I was on baby duties Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Baby got COVID yesterday, and I've tested positive this morning. So I'm going for round two on the COVID train. Um, the reason I'm putting this out, I was going to hold off until teams announced, but uh, I've got a sore throat, and if anyone noticed how bad I sounded last time, I want to get in early, and um, I want to get in early, talk about my team. I can't really make trades anyway, so I can't really give you much insight there, but I figure best to talk while I can and while I sound normal. I tried to drown out my sorrows last night with a little bit of um, a little bit of whiskey. I was going for the milk and honey last night. Uh, red wine cask. It's a really nice Israeli drop for anyone that hasn't gone there before. Obviously, drowning it out with whiskey didn't work yesterday. So, look, this is where we are. Um, Chris and Swizz were very upset. Um, I was less upset because I was absolutely, you know, shit-talking Swizz during the Lions-Richmond game. I think it was about halfway through, and I was like, hey, Swizz, I hope you didn't pay for these tickets, and I was just absolutely giving it to him on the chat. Uh, and then later in the game, I was like, uh-oh, hang on, game on here. And, um, you know, to go down and lose Swizz, uh, let's just say I blocked him for all communications for the next eight hours after that. So uh, I get what I deserve. Go on the early crow. Unlike me, the early crow. So before uh, we move on, though, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and on TikTok. Also, all the audio platforms as well, so Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on YouTube, please do like, subscribe, follow us, Supercoach Insider. Today, also brought to you by, we've got splashvodka.com.au. So we've got the watermelon and pomegranate as well as, I think it's the other, the orange one's probably my favorite. Um, also shout out as well. So real quicker shout outs today. Um, also Manscaped. So Manscaped has uh, supported us for quite a few months now. Uh, SC Insider 100, go to manscaped.com, get yourself 20% off and free shipping and um, continue to support those that support us. So my week, I scored 2,421 so it's funny, the week before I scored 2,420, this week I scored 2,421, so maybe I can do better than that uh, coming forward. My rank did drop a little bit, which I kind of expected. Uh, I'm trying to sort of hold strong a little bit. I uh, had a good captain score this week, which I'll get into, but I've slid down 16 places, and I'm not surprised because when it comes into a nutshell, it's Dawson, it's Sinclair, and it's Zach Merritt. Um, Brayshaw, these kind of you know unique players that are just killing me at the moment. Um, so let's get into it. Let's just get into it and go. Um, also, if you have any thoughts about what we should do for the end of season, please do let me know um, and we can sort of facilitate that. I'm really looking forward to that. Or other possible segments you might like in between the end of the season and the preseason or how you want us to finish off as well. So let us know. We can work within that. Uh, all right, so... The week just gone, I, I had the VC on Clary, which was pretty bad because I was going to have the VC on Took and I was going to have the captain on um, on Neil. Now, everyone, you know, was that, that's what I spoke about last week. And at the very last minute, which probably kind of saved me, I didn't think it saved me at all to start with, but I went VC Clary because I was like, right, well, I don't want to kind of wait until the last minute. And it's kind of worked out well because if I had a VC Took, 
I might have taken it, but he was probably on only... He wasn't killing it in that third quarter. He started off on fire. He was on like on 60 in the first quarter. So I was like, let's go, Took. Um, but he really slowed up. So I'm not sure if at three-quarter time whether I would have actually made and pulled the trigger. But he went absolutely huge in that last quarter because I think it was only about like 90 or so at three-quarter time. And he wasn't really killing it in that sort of period, uh, quarter two, quarter three, kind of got nullified a little bit. But then came home strong. So quarter one, quarter four, Took went massive. So I was probably lucky I did... Uh, VC someone else because I just had to ride the train on Took and a 153, so really excited there. I uh, had a look, obviously led the bane of my existence. I don't know why I've ignored him two weeks running, but um, in the end it hasn't cost me much because I think what I go, Neil instead of um, Laird the other week, and that cost me 17 points. This week it got me nine points, and really me going Neil into Took has only cost me um, what, nine points, so or eight points or whatever it is. So um, can't be top set. You can guarantee this week, though, is that Laird is going to be my captain against West Coast. And they play last, like, just lock it in. So And it's his 200th game. So you can't really go wrong with the Laird as the captain. Now, I'm big on Clary as a VC this week. Now, I know a few people are, oh, but he's gone bad the last two weeks, and, oh, you can't trust him, and he's fallen off a wagon, and this, that, and the other. But let me read, and let me find my little stats that I sort of was pumping up earlier in the week to my footy chat. He has to be a lock for VC because Collingwood leak points in the midfield. Now, Collingwood are very great. They're, you know, they're good defensively. They're a good team. They are you know, cool under pressure. Uh, they're not good as far as a percentage on the ladder. <laughs> but, um, hey, they're ahead of the line, so I can't really complain. Now, when we have a look, oh, Jesus, there's a lot of chat here. Wow, people talk some absolute fight. Here we go. So in the last five weeks, Collingwood up against other midfielders. So Ollie Wines, 125. Zach Merritt, 133. Laird, 154. And Berry in that same team, 121. LDU, Luke Davis Uniaki, um, Luke Davis Uniak, uh, 149. And Anderson got a 135. Took Miller, five weeks ago, 153. And Anderson from the Gold Coast got a 132. So when we bring it down, in the last five weeks, Collingwood has conceded in their midfield. 125, 133, 154, 121, 149, 135, 153, 132. I am going Clary VC this week. Right? He's had a couple of bad games. Granted, he broke his hand in one and came back for a recovery game. So you're not expecting him to be going like, you know, so those two games coming back, you don't expect him to be going absolutely crazy those first two rounds back. Now, big game, Collingwood in the four, huge match. Right? I, I see Clary bringing it this week. You know what I mean? He's definitely going to be bringing it this week. So for me, it's a, a no-brainer. Clary VC into Laird, the simplest decision you can ever make um, for this week. So there are some other considerations. I did consider looking at, uh, let me just bring up the games, um, Hawks and Suns. So I did consider Tuke against Hawthorne. Hawthorne also have a pretty weak midfield um, compared to other ones that sort of leak quite a few points. The only issue is that this is in Tasmania. So... Look, I think it's okay. I don't mind, you know, going a Tuka Miller, but I just think as far as, you know, when you look at consistency and, and points scored, the top two scorers in the comp, I think, are Laird and Oliver. So I think they're probably the safest bets. They're probably ones that more people are going with. Uh, otherwise, I have considered uh, looking at Took as another option there. Um, if I had a late loophole option, I'd also be considering Mills. Now, Mills play North at Marvel. So Sydney should probably dominate that one as well. Uh, so Mills, for me, was probably going to be the other one, but I don't have a late loophole option. Now, if you had a you know a Carlton 
Oh, actually, no. Even then, I think you probably need later because they play one ten pm on a Sunday. So you pretty much need a, a West Coast Eagle or an Adelaide loophole player if you wanted to make that work. Um, betting against North and West Coast is always a good gamble. So I don't mind that as well. I don't have a late loophole. So I think for me, Clary, again, the amount of points that Collingwood has conceded in their midfield, I think that's probably the safest bet for this week. So this is my team. I was a little bit upset. Bloody Himmelberg playing forward. Let that be a lesson to you. Started off in the first quarter, well, kicked a goal. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's up to like 24 super catch points early. Maybe this could be a good thing. But no, it was horrible. Did nothing for, I think it was a quarter and a half. Ten minutes into the third, they threw him into defense. And he pretty much went from 36 points to 74 points within a quarter and a half. So put him in defense. And then to rip the players for not trying or checking out well maybe don't throw the number one defender for the last what six weeks or whatever put him in the forward line and then tell him that he hasn't given 100% effort so I thought it was very stiff on Himmelberg uh, as far as the coach's comments after the game by omission like he didn't name him saying he'd given up but he only named eight players and he wasn't one of them so maybe don't throw Himmelberg forward and he can flourish and actually dominate and then maybe you can name him as someone who has tried instead of neglecting to mention him at all so I was very upset um, it was just my luck as well, knowing that um, he would just play forward. So I brought him in. He got 130. So I'm tooting my own horn here, thinking that, Jesus is great. And then he um, obviously played forward. So a little bit upsetting there. Uh, Cornelio out last week. I was very lucky with I had that loophole swing. So again, uh, when I used, I think it was my last two trades, um, I went wear down, brought Bontempelli in. Now, at that point, I was like, oh, where I have no cover. In the end, it's kind of worked out similarly because Hewitt is still out, so I would have had to trade him anyway. Uh, I would have played Ware for a couple of weeks instead of Hewitt. I still would have had to burn that trade, and I would have had Canelio out, so I still would have had to burn that trade again. So in the end, I think the decision that I made to have a Heaney loophole player has actually benefited, um, and trading out Hewitt with that one trade I had has also benefited. So these are ones that are very much a 50-50 call. Um the only thing I wish I had, I wish I had trades because I would have got in Marshall, obviously, as we spoke about. If you have trades and you have money, Marshall's a great price point, uh, number one ruck, all the rest of it, and he just dominated, absolutely dominated. So, uh, look, if you had trades and you made that decision, shout out, let us know because kudos to you. Um, that's the part that's probably hurting me at the moment. Now, I can't complain. I've got a high rank. I'm trying to go for rank, so I use all my trades early to try and stay towards the top of the tree and try and hold on to a you know top 500 or whatever I can try and get my hands on um, ranking for the season. But man, like when you play leagues, it's it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes being the the aggressor because I'd love to have had a Marshall. I also, short's killing me. Crisp is absolutely killing me, holding on. And then when I'm looking at the people that I didn't get, you know, the people that I didn't get, and now I see, you know, Sinclair is still killing it. I'd love a Sinclair right now. Dawson killing it. I'd love a Dawson. They're hurting me. Uh, then when you have a look at Steele, who I probably would have would have liked to have got, um, and the other one is Zach Merritt keeps killing me. Lost me my draft league. Uh, no, sorry, my standard league win in the uh, big comp that I was actually wanting, and I had to keep him under. I think it was like 124 points or 128 points or something like that. And in that first half, I was cheering. He was on like 40 or 36 Supercoach points at halftime. It was so low. And I was like, yes, stay down, Zach Merritt. And then comes out and bangs out the third quarter like so hard and was on like 100 points at three-quarter time. So he went absolutely massive. 
Um, oh, mate, what can you do? He he has impressed me a lot, probably more than I have been for most people because his work rate, I think, has improved over the years. Uh, even watching him against the Lions, he was just working super hard. Um, and you can't kind of keep those people down, sort of like a Brayshaw. They just work super hard from contest to contest, like your Walsh types. I think Zach Merritt has always been... Um, he probably rotates off a lot more than Brayshaw and Walsh, so it's probably not great to put them in the same category. But when he's on the field, he works, and I do have a lot of respect for him. So that is it. That's my team. Um, I'm thinking, hoping Cornelio will come back this week, so I should have a loophole. Heaney's definitely going on field this week because of playing the Dogs. Uh, so of North, so definitely locking that one in. But that's it. Let us know how you're traveling. Let us know what you're faring with. Let us know what you are doing with your VC and your Cs. Are you going to follow me or are you thinking something a little different? Or if you see something that I don't, let me know. Um, That's it. We'll keep you posted as to how I progress through the ranks. Hoping to hold on. Hoping to stay relevant. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.